I am in my running gear. You are in your, um, it's actually not cold today. Here's the, it's not outside. No, you can See, tell that she's been in her uh, office all day. Yes, and I like outside. to be snuggly. And today's been a very busy work day, so I just literally at my desk all day and I like to be snuggly. So I'm about to get out once we're done with the podcast. Hopefully I'll be able to get a little run in before the sun goes down. Yeah, the run is uh, the run's really good. I've actually started jogging again you because have. of my let, let 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 me get into that. Get let me do the sponsor, and then I'm gonna hop right back into the new jogging thing. Um, so today's sponsor is True Bill. How many free trial subscriptions end up costing you hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars long after forgetting to cancel? Well, now you can fight back against those unwanted subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, don't want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. So don't fall for the subscription scam. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. Again, that is truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. Now back to May with my running. <laughs> Let's hear about your running, honey. Well, I went golfing a few days ago. It might have been a week at this point. Time is flying. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling great. I could tell the difference because the last time I golfed, I was about 20 pounds heavier. Yeah. So I learned when I was in Ohio in August, like where I really went with my dad and started playing, but I had an extra like 31 pounds on me. Then when I went out here in Florida, when I was going like a couple times a week, I had only lost maybe 10 pounds but I can tell the difference in my flexibility and the way I move and all that kind of stuff has been really great. But again, I, I always push my limits. It's just kind of in me. So I had a little <laughs> soreness in my, in my arm, but I go, that's okay. I'm still going to go to the gym because that'll work it out. Well, I ended up irritating the arm a little bit more and I don't want to overdo it because my parents are coming. My brother-in-law's coming. We're going on this big golf thing in a couple weeks. So I'm going to let it heal and then go back to practicing. So I digress. <laughs> I don't want to lift weights right at this moment. I might take another three to five days off, but I don't want to stop my workout regimen. So I started jogging again and that feels amazing again with 30 some pounds off of me jogging feels so great on the knees on the joints and i actually feel great running see running is one of my favorite things you've always been a runner very little weightlifting. i know and i'm trying to get into that but here's my issue i even texted you when i got to the gym last night i'm one of those people that i love cardio now i know however that you need to have weightlifting in order especially when you get older for your body to really um you know do better because i've heard a lot about this that sometimes a lot of women will do cardio will eat less calories but you're burning your muscle so you have to wait um what's that weight lift <laughs> you have to she has a long way to go <laughs> so here this is what i was texting about last night so i went to the gym because it was a little late to you know be outside working out and there were just so many people by the weights and i was like man like there's nothing worse than when you walk in and you're like, oh, excuse me. And then I'm just barely knowing what I'm doing. I have a couple different things that I do. So what I did is I went over, I got 10 pound weights and then I went into the little yoga studio where no one was, which I love doing that. And I did my weights in there. I did some abs. I did um, some glute workouts, which, you know, you can do a ton with that. But there's just nothing worse than trying to figure out a machine and a ton of people are around 
especially yeah. like men with their big weights and I'm like excuse me <laughs> that's how that's how I felt the driving range really because I didn't know like are you allowed to go next to somebody face somebody because in mm. bowling there's nothing worse because I'm a professional bowler right uh, played for really actually is. many years yes. I'm very good at it but I don't do it anymore but I did it as a kid a lot and one of the rules is that you don't bowl next to somebody at the same time there's just certain rules there's certain rules in oh, baseball right. there's certain rules in basketball and different sports and with golf i have no clue so i'm at the driving range it was the day after thanksgiving it was packed yeah. and there were people everywhere and i was like am i gonna hit someone and everyone kept looking at me and i was like why are you look like like i don't understand what they were looking at get this guy off the driving range this is before <laughs> i picked up a club it was me just looking at where do i go sunny karaokes <laughs> There was none of that. I think um, I think maybe it was my my. I think I was trying to play it. It, it probably looked like I was stealing something. <laughs> I was trying to be so slick and watch people and go, okay, what's everyone doing here? If this person leaves, then I'll just take their place on the the pad because that's cool. But the only spot I could go to was this one, and there was a left-handed golfer hitting. So him and I were putting our balls here, but we were looking right at each other. And then after like a minute, he left and moved down to the other side. So oh I don't know gosh. if that's like something like against the rules or if he just didn't want to be looking at me because we'd be like golfing like together. If, if you're facing someone else who's right-handed, then you're everyone's looking at your, each other's back. But, um, but I know what you mean in the gym because if you don't know what you're doing... You feel like a loser. <laughs> but you can, but once you get good at it, because I think you playing with weights is better than nothing. Yeah. But you've never weight trained. So you would have to truly commit yourself to a hardcore non-breakable four times a week of lifting weights for six months mm -hmm. to really see the benefits. Different. But in your 30s, you have is the best time to start. Definitely. And I just get a little nervous sometimes because I do have injuries that from time to time will pop up with my ankle and my back so i get nervous with too much weight not that i would bulk up or anything like that but just i don't want to hurt myself so i think it's just something slow and steady and i think like anything in life just with consistent consistency doing a little bit at a time i'd love to do that and i would love to i would my dream is to be able to have a trainer to show me how to do everything but i'd like to at least start with maybe a class or some sort of cardio, yeah, something that kind of is full body because all day long, you know, I can run, I can do abs. I, I, I like to do that. I really do love to run. It helps my mood, my stability, all of that. But it'd be nice to kind of get into a class to just do that full body because we did cycling once and that ain't it for me. <laughs> That's so hard. No. No, it's not. Even the classes, to be honest, aren't really my thing. But I think for you, if it includes like push-ups and squats and those yeah, kind of things, like I mean. even like a Pilates type thing. I love Pilates. And I think the low impact of that would be great for my body in the sense of no injuries. So that's something I'd like to look into. But I think with the new year, I would like to incorporate some sort of new form of exercise just in addition to what we do. And See how well, it goes. I think it's just building up our, our tendons again and building up <laughs> our muscles to withstand because that's how I am in everything. Like, I, I know I've lifted 225 in the bench press before, so I'm not afraid to try heavy weight. Right. But if my joints and tendons aren't used to lifting that, then I can hurt that, myself. Yeah. So I've been just going in and gradually getting stronger and stronger, but I don't want to hurt myself. But you also can't live the next 90 years of your life 
not working out because you're afraid of an injury. Like we have to get those fixed because you should be lifting like heavy weights. I know. Like I think it's a myth that women should do like four sets of 15 reps. Like I think you should be lifting trying to build because even for men with more testosterone, it takes us like eating 200 grams of protein, yeah. eating 3,000 calories, working out four days a week at the gym for a year yeah. to put on like 10 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Like unless you dedicate your life to bodybuilding, you'll never get I'm bulky. not even worried about that. I just think for me, my unique situation is I have metal in my ankle. And so due to it, my ankle doesn't fully have 90 degree in it. So that's where I think my back re- back injury comes into play. I did physical therapy for years and it really, really helped. But for some reason, because it doesn't fully hit that 90 degree, like my other one does, little tweaks will happen here and there. So I went to one doctor and he's like, well, you could maybe get the metal out, but it's not guaranteed that your ankle is going to work as good. I go, mm, I mean, it works great now. I do get, you know, small little injuries from time to time, but like, would you want to go into surgery knowing it might not work? I think physical therapy <laughs> would work just fine and stretching and stretching too. And that's okay. what you have to let go of. I talk about the difference between youth and being young all the time. And I know that I'm young, but the youth, you know, like even with stretching, like after I run, I have to stretch yeah, because I don't want to create injuries. So it's like just the older you get, you have to put in yeah. that extra work in order to prevent injury that's basically all working out becomes when you hit like 28 years old and beyond it's like how do i consistently show up and not hurt myself but push myself to the limits yeah. is what you have to kind of go through that's why form is important like do, making sure that we're educated eating the right things but um but i just want to get after it now because we have the base we're Absolutely. lucky that we played sports we have a base that's built and now because we're older it does take more work of course. And but the payoff's better because I, I think I, I have like a much I have much respect for people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s and beyond who have taken care of themselves. Because when you're 21, by accident, you can look ripped or healthy because yeah. you're young. And it's still not always the case. But when you see someone in your 30s, 40s or 50s and you're like, damn, like that's not luck. Like work. you're getting up early. You're you're pushing away the ice cream. You're going to the gym when you don't want to. And like there's just that added respect of like wow, like you really put in the work. Yeah. And it just, it kind of, yeah, because you know what it's like. There's days you don't want to go, but I think, get you know, just always get getting out there and doing it um, is going to create that habit. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you just put on your shoes and go to the gym, even if you just walk on the treadmill, yeah. you're going to start getting used to, oh, I, I, I put on my shoes, I, I go to the gym, and then you'll start doing more. But it's just getting there. Yeah. Getting there. Don't they say that 80% of success is showing up? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. And then I also like it for the, for the dream building aspect because Alyssa and I are so obsessed with Reunion Florida. And we're about a 10-minute jog to Reunion. And that's where we always go. So, well, you'll drive there if you have to come yeah, home at night. Every now and then I'll run over there, but I prefer just to go through the gate and then park because Reunion is huge. You know, there's so many different parts of this great neighborhood. So sometimes I like to mix up my views of my run going to a different area. So I like to drive, park, and then I have the lay of the land there. Yeah, you and know? it's just nice to look at 
at nice places and just you know visualize because yeah. um, we're we're like totally set on on that's where we want to buy and that's where I mean like ninety percent of course if a good deal comes up around there we'd be cool but yeah. that's where I'm like manifesting especially in this one area I'm really looking to um, to do a project find a fixer upper in that area get in here sometime next year but I jog around it and I just visualize like yeah. this is where I live this is what I'm gonna buy this is step one. And then we're going to save up money because here's another cool thing. I don't know if this is everywhere, but in Florida, if you purchase a home and if you're a first time home buyer, I believe it has to be a first home or you had to have waited like a certain amount of years. But in this case, we're our first time home buyer. So if we buy a fixer upper, me and my dad do the work on it and save on labor, the area is being built up. It's going to go up in value. And let's say in two years, the value of the house goes up 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, whatever it is. As long as a married couple, I believe it's a half a million dollars in equity, if you sell the house and you get that capital gains is what they call it, you're not taxed on the 500000 So if we buy this fixer-upper, live in it for two years to use the tax benefits of being having extra write-offs, owning a home, having something that's our own, and it's building in equity, we sell it after two years and say we make 80000 we don't have to pay tax on that $80,000 mm-hmm. because it's our first house and because we lived there for more than two years. So we can take that free $80,000, $100,000, whatever it is, and put it into our next home that can be our kind of forever home. Right. But I think we're going to do a two-year transition home just to get it started, just so that we can do all that. But when I was running today, I had this really unique idea, and I want to get your opinion on it, okay. if this would be a good investment idea or a bad investment mm-hmm. idea. So there's this unique neighborhood that has all these different color houses. And some of them are pink, some of them are blue, some of them are white, some of them are, they're all different colors. inspired, envision that. Yeah, so it's like, um, it it almost, yeah, it reminds you kind of of Easter. (laughs) Yeah. Like a little pastel-y, but it's like this area and they're all the same kind of houses, just slightly different variations, but not a track home, like boring ass neighborhood, which I've just learned to like, I can't stand. Yeah. It, it reminds me. Cutter. It just reminds me of a of an apartment that they just took out of the building and set down. And you walk in, it's like our apartment's nice for an apartment. If this was a house, it's like there's no character. <laughs> like it's I can't stand those homes. But these ones are very unique, but yet identical, but in their own different ways. But I was thinking if we get really good in this area, which we're focusing a lot of our energy, and if we can own one and fix one up, how wise it would be if more become available to buy them as investment properties and flips, Mm -hmm. but then Airbnb them out. Mm -hmm. But imagine taking the pink house and making that a like influencer or like girls bachelorette or like a girly type of like- They know that's the house. That house is like got- the, the cotton candy, mm-hmm. the, 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 the unicorn, the neon, the like all pink. And then you buy a white house and it's all like chic and white. Mm-hmm. Or you buy um, like one that's blue on the outside and it's more of like the woods and the oranges and the mm, blues. And so, that. but my whole question is, does the pink house become popular and it's where everyone has to stay and it's super packed? Or is it, people would have taken it on a more regular basis, but a guy's golf trip doesn't want the house, so they go to the next house, but they would have done that if it wasn't pink. I think a guy's golf trip is going to go in one of the adult houses anyway. I don't think they'll be in Patriot's Landing. I think there's something really unique, especially being a female myself, and 
finding those really cool places. Like, I'm sorry, but a majority of women love those photo ops and the girly stuff. I mean, we live for it, or I do at least. You know, that's just my own personal experience. That being said, if there was a pink house close to Disney, you're going with a couple of your girlfriends, you know it's the place to go and get your photo ops and the Instagram house, like, you know, a live dollhouse, whatever it is, I think that would be an incredible idea. Um, it just depends, because I feel like they have this, not on Airbnb that I've seen, but more so, um, I think it's Pure Space where you can rent the different places to shoot, and you'll see that a lot, that it's a very big theme to have that girly feminine energy. And I think in an actual pink house, you would absolutely have so many people who want to get in there. Like, I know for a fact that it, that would work. Well, because we've ran the numbers enough, and, and this is why, and we've talked about this many times, but I'm getting closer and closer to really wanting to do this, where we have to get a fixer-upper because it is just the smartest decision that my dad and I are going to save yeah. $50,000 bare minimum on the labor. Yeah. If you do all the comps, all the research, and it almost seems too good to be true, but you know what's not too good to be true is the fact that that is the going rate for that skill. Yeah. Well, so here's my question then. What if we purchased a pink house, we did the influencer house, and we lived in it until no. we were ready to no, our first Come one's on. going to be the general one that also when we're fixing it up, it can't be what we have to have. Like we've got to have this sink. It's like, is that sink going to add value or not? We're going to make it as nice as possible knowing that we'll sell it in two years. Yeah. But if we're going to do that once... Why wouldn't we do it when these other houses come up and on for I sale mean, and just redo works, the same process? And if it's a good situation and you enjoy doing it and there's a good ROI, I don't see why not. But you got to do one to see if you like it first. If it's I, worth your time. I just think in what we're doing, it makes sense for me to go. It's in my blood. Like there is something I've yeah. always said about wanting to work with my hands it's it's my, my dad has built 20 houses in his life he remodels everything it's just in my blood to want to do this and i think if i was like acting or working a corporate job or doing something else then maybe it would be just a fun hobby to like help out yeah. friends or something but the fact that you're in real estate and the realtor and flipper or fixer-upper or mortgage broker like it just makes sense yeah. because there's many clients that you have that also want things fixed or you go into a neighbor, you know somebody, and these people who are doing this as a huge business are going to charge 15 grand for a bathroom. Me and my dad could knock it out in four days yeah. for like $10,000 and yeah. make like five grand in one weekend. Yeah. Well, learn the skills, that, see how you like I it. I just think it goes like such a perfect marriage. Like that's every single reality show on TV is realtor, flipper, yeah. or, or whatever it may be. And I think for our content, it would be so exciting. It's a proven system that people love to see a not so good house or an outdated house gradually turn into a beautiful place. Right. It is a, it has, it, there's how many of those shows? I mean, it's endless. So I putting it on our Instagram or YouTube, I think you all would enjoy the process. And I, I just, I really think that that's something that I, that I want to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I literally jog that neighborhood. I've been around it a hundred times. 
Oh, yeah. I know every address. I know every layout. Like, I'm just studying this one particular neighborhood because I know it's undervalued right now. I know what's coming. And we're going to be in a position very soon to actually make this a reality. Yeah. Because before we used to look, when we were living in LA, and I was like looking at these properties in, in Florida, but it's like, well, we're still living in LA. I'm working. Like, this isn't real. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. learning, but it's not real. Yeah. But now that we're here and we go buy it every day, it's, it's real. real and we just have to wait for the right house to come along. Um, there's a couple right now, but it's it's not the right one. Yeah. It's, it's premature, and they're also... It's not exactly what, what we're we want. For. I know exactly the house I'm waiting for. The, the specific pink model. influencer house, guys. Maybe I think that would work. <laughs> um, well, okay. All of that being said, on the same real estate note, I saw a really interesting headline that I wanted to kind of. Re- I haven't read it yet. And I wanted to see the you know quick points of it. Um, but before I get into that, it has to do with real estate in the metaverse. So I wanted to see how would you describe the metaverse to anyone who might not know what that is um well the the metaverse is basically um facebook now has rebranded themselves as meta yeah so they're no longer just so basically facebook whatsapp instagram is all under meta and they're building the metaverse which is going to be a digital virtual reality world that we can all be a part of and to break it down simply we're already living in a world like you seeing us here and seeing us on Instagram is kind of our virtual world. Um, and we're spending all of our time on our phone. So the only difference in the future is we'll be putting on goggles or glasses and we'll be in a world. And inside this metaverse, you're going to want to dress your avatar. You're going to want to own a house in this avatar. You're going to want to have um, a jet ski in this avatar world. So even pl- people like Nike has already had developers building Nike shoes that your avatar in the virtual world can go and purchase with cryptocurrency. And then your character can wear those sneakers that everyone else can see you wearing those sneakers and you can bring them to your metaverse house that you can invite people to come over to. And when you open your closet, the Nike shoes are in your virtual closet. So it's essentially exactly like real life except all virtual but the same concepts that we experience in the real world other than sensory are going to be there so that's going to bring what i'm assuming you're getting to is people are going to want to build homes and virtual restaurants and i also saw too i think it was budweiser the first beer was being sold so it'll be crazy i mean honestly i think long term imagine if there's a big event or concert that you wanted to go to if you go in the metaverse if this event's in the metaverse say we did a live freddie and Alyssa show and it was for 50 people and all 50 people at that time at that date went put their goggles on we're all there and we're able to talk but it's us but we're in the metaverse so it's kind of that's what i think and, it's gonna and we would have into. to we'd have to rent the stage because the stage wouldn't exactly. exist. Just like we can't just have, we can't invite people in real life to Orlando and we all go sit in a field. We would right. probably rent a stage that somebody built and somebody owns. And the same thing's gonna happen in the virtual world, except we'll all be in glasses, but you'll not be like in Zoom, where if you're on Zoom watching us, you feel like you're alone. You can't look right. to the right and right. see more people. In the virtual metaverse, Kathy and Bill are going to be there and be like, Bill, I know you on Instagram and you're going to turn and they're sitting next to you in real time. You're all there. 
And I even saw this guy who has a glove now that simulates like handshakes and stuff that will like put pressure Sensory points. will happen. Yeah. They're going to figure it out. Well, so all that being said, I haven't read this yet, so I'm very curious to, but it's how virtual real estate is creating real world value in the metaverse. Even though Facebook has gone all in on meta, most of us aren't exactly living in the metaverse quite yet, unless you count Zoom meetings. But at least one segment of our future digital universe is attracting some pretty tangible valuations. This past week saw record-breaking NFT real estate sales in virtual worlds like Decentraland and crypto games like Axie Infinity. So why are people shelling out for digital properties? And what exactly is the metaverse? Let's dig in. A plot of virtual real estate in the 3D world Decentraland just sold for 2.43 million, more than doubling the previous record from June. The buyer was an NFT-based virtual real estate company, <laughs> of course they were, called Metaverse Group, which intends to use the property to facilitate fashion shows and commerce within the exploding digital fashion industry. Interesting. The NFT game Axie Infinity also set a new record after extremely rare in-game land sold for $2.48 million. The virtual Genesis property is highly desirable for its central location on the game's map and its scarcity. There are only 220 Genesis plots within the game's 90,601 plots. The trailblazing play-to-earn game, which involves raising and battling Pokemon-like creatures called Axies and earning crypto rewards, was the best-selling NFT collection in the third quarter of 2021, with trade volumes topping $2.5 billion. But what is the metaverse exactly? Depends on who you ask. The word metaverse comes from sci-fi pioneer Neil Stephenson's 1992 cyberpunk novel, Snow Crash. And most people seem to agree that the metaverse will one day evolve into an all-encompassing, persistent virtual world like the one from Ready Player One imagines. Mm -hmm. Remember we've talked about that? For now, it's a catch-all term for technologies that point in that direction, including everything from people in Venezuela making a living playing Axie Infinity... <laughs> to virtual fashion shows in Decentraland to legacy brands like Nike pursuing virtual goods. Why it matters. The metaverse is already seriously valuable territory. A recent report from crypto fund giant Grayscale pegged the total market value somewhere north of one trillion. And with many of the world's biggest companies making serious metaverse plays, that number seems likely to grow. It's also worth noting that despite the recent buzz, immersive digital universities have existed before. As the Wall Street Journal notes, some of what's been said about the metaverse in the past year could be ripped straight from the late 2000s when proto-metaverse Second Life enabled for millions of users much of what is currently claimed as new. So the idea has always been there, but now yeah. it's actually being put into play. Well, the technology is probably caught up. Yes. There was a lot of things people couldn't do until the technology was there. But yeah, and, and just to like summarize, just, you know, essentially the, the more and more we're looking into this, the, the jump of what's going to happen in the next eight years by 2030 is going to be absolutely unrecognizable. So things right now, we're still like, oh, okay, Twitter, Instagram, social media, like we're all kind of now caught up and people right. are like, oh, I get it. And every, every time you see movies now, you see TV shows, people are mentioning Instagram and YouTube and like podcasting. It's yeah. like, oh, 
So everything's caught up. But that took 20 years. Mm -hmm. This is going to take five to eight years and just everything's going to be completely different. But what's going to happen first is augmented reality where you're going to wear glasses mm -hmm. and it's just going to be um, virtual and real life together. Hmm. So if you put on your glasses and you're walking on in Times Square, you'll see a different advertisement than other people potentially. Or in Disney World, they've already talked about this, where you're going to see Peter Pan flying around in the real Disney World, but because you're wearing glasses, like regular glasses, like you won't even be able to tell that they're like technology glasses. Um, you'll see Facebook Peter... Facebook partnered with Ray-Ban for yeah. their glasses. So. so they have those, but I and I think they'll be great, but Apple Glass is coming out mm. in the next 18 months. And so you're going to see like the roads when you're driving, instead of looking down at your GPS, the roads in front of you will just turn blue digitally for you to follow. So augmented is going to come first where we're going to still live in this real world, but it's going to be augmented as well. You'll see like little dogs if you want, or there's going to be many things that are not real, but you're going to incorporate it yeah. into the real world. Then I would say in 15 to 20 years, we'll be spending just as much time in the metaverse as we are on our cell phones today. Oh, I, I think we'll that. be spending eight hours a day in the metaverse and then like eight hours in the real world and then sleeping. Others will do less or more, but, um, but it's all going to happen fast. Well, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. And I think too, it will be very interested when like 10 years down the road, when everyone's really into it, what that will mean for, um, you know, different, careers or jobs are there going to be real estate agents in this world in metaverse of course who's going to be the first one to get you know the cream of the crop that that one that purchased all of it the real estate company well i i think the real estate company is going to be building i i don't think they're going to use a middle person because you won't know. need to because of the blockchain It'll just yeah. be like, I want to buy this thing and you buy it. Yep. But there's going to be something in re like real estate. I don't know about agents. Well, you'd, I'm just saying anything in general in life. What yeah. kind of job or money-making ways will there be with this new metaverse and this new world? But I saw this picture the other day and it was basically about how everyone today, yes, we're all sitting and looking at our phones, but it was a picture from back in the day and it was a bunch of gentlemen on a train and they all had their heads down, but they were reading the newspaper. So we've always been interested in entertainment and finding time, ways to pass our time and things that interest yeah. us or learn or reading a book. Um, but I guess they're all just different forms of technology, if you will, you know, even listening to music or reading, writing, it's all something that you can do. So you're not just, you know, saying Well, there. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were times that we'd have discussions at our house of like no TV during supper. And this is when I was 10 years old. Right. So now it's no cell phones at the table, but it was no TV yeah. at supper. And it was Definitely. reading girly magazines. Now it's looking at girls on Instagram, right? you know, um, for fashion and stuff. So it's all kind of just a different platform. But when I see things like this, um, I'm interested, but I also like sharing it because mm -hmm. there are going to be openings for investments, for people to have fun careers. So that's what we're kind of paying attention to is not only how to enjoy it as a consumer, but at what point will there, where, where will there be opportunity to also be able to make money, yep. make an impact, create something new. And, you know, it, so we're early in it. Like we haven't spent any oh, money so on early, NFTs. Yeah. 
Um, we haven't, like I'm investing us little amounts back in Bitcoin again, but nothing crazy. I'm doing it in a smart way, but I believe in, in the blockchain. I believe in what they're calling Web 3.0. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a, a huge part of our lives by 2030. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Where we're going to be like, what are NFTs? That's what we're going to be using for everything we do. Tickets to events, um, access to things like arts, just, just over like just millions and millions of different things will all be through the blockchain. So that's just going to be the new way of the world, but we're still early. So, but if you're interested in any of that kind of stuff, do some research on it. Don't get too far down the rabbit hole. I try to like look at just enough to know what's going on, but I don't want to get too Too involved. So I'm just kind of enjoying, I'm hearing the, the, the stories but uh, I'm just still in the educating process. So I, that's as, as far as I like to get into it publicly. Yeah. Because I'm I don't really know that too, much. to really look into the fashion that they were talking about in that article. Just so curious because I love that world. But you say, you know, imagine by 2030 what it's going to be like. Even looking back to 2012, think of how different in just, did I do that math right? Yeah, nine, nine years, how much technology has changed for us. Like, what were we doing in 2012? Facebook? That Back in 2012, we were going to Facebook and uploading actual albums mm-hmm. of our nights out or birthday parties, whatever it was. I mean, I don't know why that stopped. I guess it's because Instagram. You're like, oh, why am I going to put all these photos up? But we used to go and put albums of different events, and that was the thing to do. Now we all have Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. It's just crazy in just that short amount of time. So I can only imagine what 2030 will look like. It'll be interesting times. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it'll be fascinating. So if we ever hear anything that we, you know, we, we always love sharing about new tech and all these different, um, you know, just avenues that are coming down the pipeline for us. So we'll keep you posted on all of that. Um, and and uh, yeah, we're, we're wishing you a, a wonderful December. Happy yeah. December 1st. Got a few weeks here until Christmas and the holiday season. And the so New Year. Yeah, we're oh we're gosh. very pumped and uh, we appreciate you so much. Wishing you just a great week and a great weekend. And we will see you next Wednesday. Yay. So take care everyone. We appreciate you and we'll see you next time.